Hey, this is Mr. Anderson, Anderson, and you are listening to Two Out of Three Falls. Yeah, 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 what up? You know, it's uh, Peter Rosenberg, Hot 97, ESPN, WWE Network, Cheap Heat Podcast. Um, let's see what else. I got mad jobs out here, but right now, talking all things wrestling with my man Randy Cruz, the Cruise Control Podcast. Sit back and stay mage. You're listening to Cruise Control with Randy Cruz. This is the voice of the New World Order. N-W-O. And Neil Furman's secrets of WCW Nitro. Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report. My man, how you doing? Doing great, Randy. How about yourself? Doing good, man. Can't complain. We're taping this on Friday morning. Uh, we got full gear tomorrow night. AEW full gear. Let's get right into it, bro. Um, eight matches on the card, one on the pre-show. So we'll get to that first. Uh, Bia Priestley against Britt Baker is on the pre-show. Who do you got? I'd say it doesn't really matter much, but I got Britt Baker going over here. I could I could see them have B. Prisley go over just to continue the feud and keep Britt Baker in chase mode. But I would assume Britt Baker goes over here just because she's the more notable name for them right now. Yeah, I would go with uh, Britt Baker. Britt Baker as well. We have Joey Janela against Sean Spears with Tully Blanchard. Who do you got? Match doesn't really matter. They added it to the card no more than two or three days ago, I would mm-hmm. say. Um, Sean Spears needs the big win. He lost to Cody back at All Out, then again to John Moxley about a month ago on Dynamite. So I would say he needs the win more. I got Sean Spears. It sounds like a trend is happening because the first two matches I mentioned, you said, oh, it don't really mean much. <laughs> you know, matter. I will say, though, Randy, to play devil's advocate with this show, it looks like a great show on paper, and AEW has yet to deliver an underwhelming pay-per-view. Some are better than other, others, obviously. But I would say my biggest gripe with this show, despite the fact they had a month or really five weeks of television, right. um, only really the main matches I'm sold on for this show. I would not be paying 50 bucks for the undercard matches, Riho and, and Emu Sakura that we'll get to momentarily. Mm-hmm. The match was announced like two, three days ago. I don't give a shit about that match even the tag title match looks great on paper but has zero story at all so only the main matches i'm really sold on with this pay-per-view and that's why like last week i mentioned to you that when it comes to the main stories of the show it it involves the top people like the omegas the moxley jericho coded the bucks and after that it's like all right like you mentioned janella and spears there's no story uh priestley and baker no story so it's like at some point, if they were to, if they were to develop a story for every single match, um, then that'll be better for them going forward. You know. Yeah, no, definitely. They need more stories. The in-ring action isn't really an issue at all, but they do. I mean, again, I know they only have two hours of TV, technically three with dark on Tuesdays, Mm -hmm. but still, I mean, the women's division is still their biggest Achilles heel. They need more work with that. Their tag team division is great, and I'm glad they have some stories going on there, but like, again, it's all about the elite and inner circle, guys, which is fine, but like, so far, I've been given zero reason to care about Sean Spears or Joey (laughs) Janela or, you know, all these other people on the undercard of this show. Um, you said fifty dollars for the for the show, right? It is. I'm pretty sure it's a fifty dollars show. Wow. Thankfully, I'll be able to watch it through Bleach Report, so I'm not paying fifty bucks. And I don't know if I would pay fifty bucks anyway for this show. Probably not. Um, even though the main event looks great, but um, yeah, I think it's fifty bucks. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Riho and Emi Sakara for the AEW Women's World Championship. I think Riho is going to retain. I think she just got the belt, I think, a month ago. So, again, there's no there's no story for me to be 
invested in um, and they don't really they haven't done such a great job with that division uh, just yet so I would go with Riho who do you got yeah I mean you really just took the words out of my mouth they have done a very <laughs> poor job of um, establishing characters in the women's division they've given they've given great video packages to women like not even women. They would just are really a woman in Britt Baker. That's about it. It's Britt Baker than everyone else. I mean, Rio's the current champion, but yeah. I don't think we've heard her speak on the mic once. And maybe she can speak English, but that's what you have translators for, or really just a sit-down interview where they can put up subtitles, um, introducing who she is and what she's all about. Because so far, again, she's a good wrestler, but so is ninety percent of the roster. Why? Why should I give a shit about Rio? Emi um, Sakura is <laughs> even worse. She maybe won one match on TV. She pinned the champion this week on Dynamite. That's it. Zero shits given about this match, to be honest with you. So, like you said, Rio just won the belt a month ago. I would keep the belt on her a little longer. We have a three-way tag team match for the AEW tag team titles. Uh, SoCal Uncensored, the Lucha Brothers, and Private Party. Um, just because SoCal just won the tournament a couple of weeks ago, I don't see them dropping the belts so quick, but you never know. So I'll, I'll, I'll play it safe. I'll, I'll keep uh, SCU as the uh, the winners. Who you got? Yeah, I have SCU as well. Um, the Lucha Bros are lost in the finals of the tourney, yet are getting another shot at the titles for no real reason at all. That was never explained why they're getting another title shot. Mm-hmm. And I love the Lucha Bros, and I want them to win the belts at some point. They really should have won the tournament to begin with, but whatever. Um, like you said, even even more so than Rio, they literally just won the titles a week ago. So they should win here, still the champions. Um, hopefully it's a great match because Private Party are awesome, as are the Lucha Bros. All right, so now we get to the core of the show. We got Adam Page against Pac. Um, I got Adam Page here. I think, you know, Pac won the first one on mm. Dynamite about a month ago, so I think Adam Page uh, takes the uh, win back from Pac. Okay. You know, it's funny because, the, you know, the announcer, uh, Justin Roberts, man, I mean, I, I liked him uh, back, back then, but it, I don't know what they – Something bothers me when he introduces some of these some of these guys, and I I know it sounds picky and funny, but it's like um, when he mentions Pac or Pac, whatever you know, whatever it is. Yeah, I think I think it's Pac. They it's pronounce Pac, it as Pac, right? but it's I thought it was Pac. I don't know. You can call it either one. It's it like matter. when he introduces them, it's like a little underwhelming. If, if that makes sense, where he'll say like. Um, so, so they call Pac the bastard, right? So he'll he'll say something like, "Like he is the bastard, Pac," and I'm like, "I'm supposed to be excited for that shit." <laughs> <laughs> like I, I I don't know why he he his delivery is like that in in, in certain uh, matches, but it's like I don't know. Am I being too picky? Um, I mean, it's all personal preference. I'm a big Justin Roberts guy. I think he's been doing a great job overall. You, um, I didn't. I mean, I didn't notice that? the bastard thing on Wednesday, but I think he does a great job of specifically announcing people like the Young Bucks, of Private course. Party, John Moxley. Puts a lot of emphasis on that one too. Um, I don't know. I think it's. I think I don't know. It's more personal preference. I like his announcing. I could see why you wouldn't, but um, I think he puts a lot of passion in a lot of the things that he that he announces. Yeah. So uh, I'm a fan of his, but I could see why not everyone. It's like Mauro Ronaldo. I mean, the guy's very over the top with a lot of stuff that he does. Yeah. I love that shit. I could see why other people may not. So like, watch watch tomorrow, 
when he intros Pac, and then also when he when he intros uh, Sean Spears. It, it's like so. I, Sean, to be Spears. fair, he like, might be doing that because they're heels. I think I read his book maybe, a while ago, and he mentioned maybe. it. And it's like you don't want to be overly excited for when you're announcing a bad guy because you know he's an asshole. I think that True. may be why he's doing it. Maybe, maybe. I, yeah. I, I give him the benefit benefit of the doubt with that one. So you, you're, you're probably right. Um, <laughs> so you got. You got Adam Page. Uh, yes, I might. I'm. Ah, uh, damn. I might roll with that too because you mentioned Pac beat him before. So it, and Jericho. So I think he needs yeah. a win. Yeah, because you know, you know, the records mean you know they they matter now. So they do. They <laughs> so far they. I mean, it's been only a month, so it's really hard to say. But you know, yeah, I think I think they. Uh, I think you should win here. Uh, tag team match: the Young Bucks against Santana and Ortiz. Again, there's there's no really uh, a major story behind it except that the uh, Santana Ortiz uh, attacking the Young Bucks from the crowd and you know um, some other stuff. I think back in the parking lot or some shit like that. But other than that, there's no really t- uh, the, there's no backbone story to this. So, are you going with the Bucks or are you going with Santana Ortiz? Yeah, Santana and Ortiz, like you said, um, I think they could do a better job with this feud. So far, it's been good, um, but not as good as it could be because Santana and Ortiz, for anyone that has not been following them, aren't aware of who these guys are. They did some great work over an Impact for the last two years. They're one of the better tag teams in the entire world. Um, but yeah, they did attack them at All Out. That was really the extent of the feud. They've been going back and forth in recent weeks, but that's about it. Um, they should match, the match should be great. Santana and Ortiz have a lot more to gain than the Young Bucks do from winning this match. They're already established. They're basically bulletproof at this point. Um, I know they lost it all out. They lost in the first round of the tag team title tournament to the private party tag team. Um, So I guess you could say, oh, they could win here. They could use the win. Sure, but I don't know. I think Santana and Ortiz need need it more. They only have one win under their belt as of right now, so I think they should win this match and continue the feud going into the remainder of 2019. Um, I will go with Santana Ortiz. Uh, I think the Young Bucks, you know, can do another another job here uh, for Santana Ortiz. So, um, now I mean, do we get a clear finish? Do we get a, a regular pinfall? Do we get some outside interference? Or you think you think Santana Ortiz gets a clean cut victory here? It's hard to say. I mean, Private Party beat the Bucks clean, so it is possible. True. Um, but they also are part of the inner circle. So you could see interference from Jake Hager. I would rather see interference from Jake here as opposed to the main event event. where it would be watered down and cliche. No, no different than any other ordinary WWE pay-per-view main event for the most part. So I would rather see a main event or interfere here in this match as opposed to the main event and help Santana and Ortiz win. But in a perfect world, I would hope that they win clean. Um, which match you think is the main event? Jericho Cody or uh, Omega Moxley? I think it's got to be Jericho Cody. I know the world title match main evented their all-out show, but if you really want to establish the championship as being credible, um, I think it's got to main event the pay-per-view. got to go old school here. I know Moxley and Omega has been built up over a longer period of time since May, uh-huh. and Jericho and Cody's relatively recent only dating back a month or two but it is the championship match there's a stipulation in place whether it needs to be in place is a whole other question i don't think it does but whatever we'll get to that momentarily Mm -hmm. the whole 60 minute time limit draw thing like i think that needs to be the main event um okay so i'll save that for for next uh non-sanctioned lights out match that does that would not reflect on your record uh john moxley kenny omega 
non-sanctioned lights out uh, doesn't is if you lose it would not it would not affect your record so you can lose and don't give a shit uh mm-hmm. moxley omega fi- finally hmm. now omega's been like not winning as much right Correct. I mean, he's been winning a little bit a on little Dynamite bit. recently, but overall, like he lost big matches to Jericho at Double or Nothing. He lost to Pack at All Out. He lost, I believe, on Dynamite. I want to say I don't, I don't, I don't remember, but he definitely lost. Oh no, he lost. What other match did he lose? He lost something else too that I can't remember, but definitely those two matches. So he's not exactly back to his winning ways quite yet. Yeah. Mm. So you have who winning? The weird thing is that, like you said, it's a non-sanctioned match. Another thing where I don't think it's necessary. I know the feud's been building since May, but this is their first match. So I think it's kind of stupid. I hate how every AEW show so far, including Dark, has got to have some sort of no disqualification stipulation on their card. Like, is it really necessary? It's like TNA circa 2005. Of course. I'm not a big fan. It's full gear, man. You got to have a hardcore type match on full gear, right? I guess so. I guess so. But uh, the match should be great. But the thing is, is like, like you said, Randy, it doesn't in storyline count against your record. So wouldn't that mean that the match doesn't matter? Exactly. Like, who gives a shit? If it doesn't matter, because the wins and losses matter, and this match doesn't count wins and losses, then who? Why should I care? But anyway, that's that's kind of being. Uh, the, the pessimist there, but I do think it should be a great match. Moxley, I would give the win. I know it doesn't count against the records. He could lose here and it wouldn't matter, but he's had, what, he beat Joey Janela a couple months ago mm-hmm. at that Fighter Fest show. He beat Sean Spears on Dynamite. About it. I think that's the only it. two matches he's won. And even the Joey Janela match didn't count because that was also non-sanctioned. Oh, so, boy. again, I know this match doesn't technically count. I think he needs this more, and I think there's more with Omega as, like, the madman who can't, you know, uh, who can't cope with losing. I think there's really something to be said with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, something to be said for that. So, I got Moxley winning here. Yeah, I would go with John as well. Um, there's no real reason. I just think the way he's been going at it and, and you know doing those promos li- recently and d- just how they're developing his character i think omega should take the l here now we get to the main event before i get to that point um it was on wednesday on dynamite that cody comes out to the ring and gives this, this big announcement saying that if he loses he would never challenge for the AEW title again now after that, I think he gave a, 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 a real crazy um, type promo in, in a in a good way um, because I I wasn't home and then my my timeline's going Cody dope promo fire promo you know all this I'm looking at it, I'm like all right so when I got a chance to check it out I saw the the stipulation part after that uh, I thought it was pretty well done. Uh, by Cody. So before I get to the match or who you have winning, what did you make of the of the promo that everybody keeps talking about? I thought it was great. I thought it was again maybe not saying that much but i thought it was the best promo this guy's ever cut it was one of the better promos i've heard anywhere in recent memory um it's very obvious he puts the passion into his promos he means what he says he comes across like a star and there's a lot of mixed opinions about cody out there but i would argue since the start of aew the guy's been doing the best work of his entire career on the mic in the ring um even when he was in ring of honor he's been having better matches now even than he was then um and it's really the caliber of opponents and i I think Cody, like, I know you, you might be more like me, Randy, where I like a great match, but I also like a story being told, too. And I right. think Cody's a master storyteller. He's not a great 
wrestler per se he's more of a performer like i'm not going to expect him to go out there like that's why i don't want jericho and cody to go 60 minutes because it's not going to be a great technical masterpiece Mm -hmm. and you can only tell a story for so long before it starts to get boring um but i thought the promo was great and i know i wasn't the only one you thought it was great too but the rock even praised it on twitter the other day which is saying something the guy went out of his way to compliment cody on an aew promo that's not saying something i don't know what would but i thought it was a great promo um very obviously it wasn't scripted it wasn't manufactured it was his own words we need shit more shit like that on wrestling tv including wwe moxley cut a great promo last week um that's what we need more of in our promos so it doesn't feel as rehearsed as some of the things that we see in wwe and other promotions what did you make of the the jericho video package where he's he kissed uh, Guevara, then he got Virgil in there. He, he had a whole bunch of people talking in, in the package. What did you make about that? Oh, it was great. I thought it was amazing. Jericho is just at the top of his game right now, which is why I don't want to see him lose the championship because this video package was tremendous. It was a great play off of the Cody one from a few weeks ago. The incorporation of Virgil and all those other guys, Sammy Guevara, um, Chris's aunt's friend from church, um, Patricia Bobsky was amazing. Um, this whole thing. I, then you have Jack Swagger, Jake Hager, and they're not saying a word, and they cut to him several times. Yeah. This was really funny stuff and one of the better video packages I've seen in some time okay so now we have uh jericho cody world title again if cody loses he will never challenge for that uh for the title again now about that stipulation <sighs> because usually when you know like in wwe john cena could be like listen if i don't win you know i, I, I you know you can fire me from the company and then it's like oh yeah okay now, now we know john cena's gonna win um with this situation it's like, hey, okay, now you, you just put yourself in the corner where Cody's going to win the belt. That's number one. Two, now if he – let's say he wins the match, but there's like a DQ kind of finish. Does that – are we still counting that as well? Like, okay, now he can he can go for the belt uh, at some point later on because he never officially lost the match. Like, There's uh, several ways they can go with this, but – why the stipulation at all to why now in Cody's first match for the title? Absolutely no clue. I mean, the guy is what, 30 <laughs> something. It's not like Tim Storm. They did the same exact story over an NWA a few weeks ago. The guy's 50, maybe late 40s, early 50s. You know, he's nearing the end of his career. It would make sense for a guy like that to say, hey, this is my last shot at glory here. If I lose, I'm never again going for that world championship. Cody. The promotion is not even a year old yet. The guy's 30-something. He will obviously be world champion at some point. He's super over right now. I feel like the only reason they added this stipulation was to make it less predictable that Jericho's winning. Um, And even if Cody loses here, as I expect him to, Mm -hmm. I still think they can work around it and find a way to get him back in that world title picture. So I don't know why they did that other than yeah. just to add, you know, uh, you know, and, and suspense or, you know, to make people think that he might win or to just really raise the stakes, I guess. Um, but he shouldn't win. He is really, really over. I will give him that. But Jericho is at the peak of his popularity right now. Cody can always get back to that point. And Jericho, again, he may never get another run with the world championship in any wrestling promotion ever again. So this is it. They might as well make the most of it while they have it. He's only been champion for two, three months. So I would hope that he wins here, retains the championship. And Cody... Um, you know, I would, the, the way that I would go about it, Cody can lose clean and that's fine. I don't think they would do a DQ that would be, 
I mean, I think that's kind of WWEing it a little bit where, oh, he wins by DQ, but he could still go for the championship again. I feel like that'd be a little silly. Um, that's something that WWE would do to just kind of get out of their way, you know, kind of um, their way of getting out of a pay-per-view main event without delivering a clean finish. I think in this circumstance, they could have MJF, who's been you know, parading around as the best friend of Cody for months now, cost Cody the championship. And they can always drag that out longer. It could always be in a month or, you know, so from now, six months, whatever, year even. But I think this might be the best possible time to pull the trigger just because if he costs Cody the world championship, it'll mean that much more and people will hate him that much more. So I think that's going to be, um, that that's going to factor into the finish a little bit. That's going to be what cost Cody the world championship at uh, full gear. Yeah, uh, because I think if it, if if they are planning some kind of a uh, you know smash finish, then that match may not be the main event. If you put that as the main event and you have that kind of finish, then I, I would assume AEW fans will shit on it as they should. So mm-hmm. if they plan some kind of finish interference, DQ, whatever, then that's where in my head Moxley and Omega becomes the main event. Yeah, I could see a situation like that. Again, I don't think they would do that. I think they're more intent on giving fans a show worth paying for. Because if I paid 50 bucks for a finish like that, dude, I'd be fucking pissed. A DQ in your pay-per-view main event, give me a fucking break. That's like WWE circa 2010, you know? Um, So I don't think they'll do that. But yeah, that would be a telltale sign that they're going to be doing a shit finish if it doesn't main event the show. Um. I will go with Jericho. I, I I don't think whether it's a clean finish, DQ, whatever the case may be. I think Jericho walks out as champion as he should. I think he should have the belt for another couple of months. If it were me, at least a year to really establish that title. You know, he's you know last even last night he was on on TNT for the inside the NBA with a uh, Barkley and Shaq and all that. So he you know that that's the guy you want on these shows to promote your your brand. So, um. I, and there's no reason for him to lose the belt, you know, so quick. You know, he has the 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 the, uh, the inner circle going on, and it just like Cody right now does not need the belt. And it's like how people say Bray does not need the belt, but that that's a different uh, you know situation. But yeah, Cody, he w- he would have really been fucked if he lost the crown jewel yeah, again. Because Cody's many, fine. Because many would many would see that Cody, you run the whole damn thing. You don't. Yeah, exa- a, exactly. You don't need exactly. Right I think there would be fan backlash if he won the championship this soon because he's putting the belt basically on himself. You think so? You think fans? You 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 really think that if Cody wins and he's the champion, fans are going to be like, "Oh, come on, that's bullshit," or be like, "Yeah, Cody, yeah." Both. I think. I think in the arena they wouldn't boo, but I do think <laughs> there would be a you know part of the online community, community. Not even. I can't even say like the IWC because everyone's uh, on Twitter nowadays. But I do think there would be a contingent of fans who would be upset at the fact. You know, all the WWE diehards would say this is fucking bullshit. I mean, the guy runs right. the company. Why are they putting the championship on him so soon? So I, I would steer away from that for right now. As over as he is, and I do want to see him as champion at some point. Jericho's got a lot left in the tank, and uh, it would be the wrong move to make at this specific point in time um i mean it's tough because i guarantee when you saw on twitter that jericho did a his podcast with a trump son how many aw fans were shitting on that but i guarantee if that was um stone cold or Corey graves or whoever does a, a fucking podcast over there and they had trump's son over there they'd be shitting all over it 
Yeah, I mean, Jericho got a fair share of hate for that, but probably not as much if Corey Graves did it for the WWE podcast. People would have been like, oh, my God, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, no, I agree. There's definitely a form of double standards there. The AEW Dynamite show, Mm -hmm. there were a lot of tarped off seats on Wednesday. A lot. Really? There really was. If you look at the pictures, and I loved loved Dynamite, Mm. um, and the show was good, and I was at the Boston show a month ago, but there was a lot of tarped off sections and you know people were saying that oh those weren't even on sale when i bought the tickets online well that's that's even a bigger problem why weren't they selling those tickets why weren't they selling those to the masses um so that's not good either so if you're gonna do that shit with wwe you got to do it with aew as well there's no double standards here exactly um so week six in the wednesday night war ratings um nxt is catching up uh aw aw had eight hundred and twenty two thousand. NXT had 813,000. Just want to ask you, uh, in, in this day and age with, with streaming and DVR, because me, I watch it on DVR because I'm not home on Wednesdays. Um, do these numbers, I know they matter to a degree. They don't matter uh, as much as they did in 95, 96, 97. But one, I'm happy to see more people tune into NXT. I know last week was a World Series week. So that just went all the way down. Um, I like how they featured the, the the NXT guys on Fox to a bigger, larger audience with the invasion, a blessing in disguise with the whole Saudi Arabia trip. You know, not not panning out the way uh, it was supposed to. So there's no SmackDown people on SmackDown. So you get NXT to fill in on that show. You you bring that talent to a, a bigger, a larger audience on Fox. Then you bring that those guys onto Raw, uh, I would say a bigger, larger audience on Monday nights to prepare you for, for Wednesday. And you have like, you know, AJ and uh, Anderson and Gallus come on board and you, you really get a big, larger number. Uh, what did you make of the numbers and, and, and it finally being so close? Well, yeah, like we were talking about over text yesterday with Mark, that uh, obviously a big reason for that is the NXT invasions on Raw and SmackDown. We said it last week here on your show when we recorded it on Saturday that if NXT did not see a viewership increase after invading SmackDown last week and then again Raw this week and Adam Cole being featured in back-to-back main events and then, you know, the possibility of the OC or someone showing up, which they did, then you know, all hope was lost, but the viewership went back up, which I think is, you know, it, it's telling because yeah, they, they increased 300,000 viewers. And, um, I know the world series was last week. AEW only increased 100,000 viewers from last week when the world series was on, which was weird. Um, and they promoted some matches for their show in advance as well. But anyway, I thought both shows were great. What did the ratings really mean? I guess we won't really find out till next week. Um, obviously, it's an element of the Survivor Series and War Games build, but will that stick is really the question. Getting those viewers is one thing, like they did when both shows launched on their respective networks over a month ago. Mm-hmm. Keeping those viewers is a whole other thing. So I think NXT will go slide probably back down in the ratings, whether it's 600,000, 700,000, whatever. Um AEW, I, again, I'm not really sure what they need to do to either stay where they are or to go back up. 
Um, but it, it's interesting. It was cool to see them so close. That's what I want to see in the Wednesday Night Wars. But yeah, it's like, oh, you know, WWE, that's what they did. So that that was why the NXT rating was so high. It doesn't fucking matter. It was good storytelling. True. It's not like they were promising like a bras and panties match on NXT this week, and that's why so many people tuned in. No, it was good storytelling, and it's not like they were advertising to the OC for the show. Yeah. So it's not like they're relying on stars of yesterday, like The Rock or Brock Lesnar or Hulk Hogan or Ric Flair to sell people on NXT. The True. people tuned, The reason people tuned into NXT was because they liked what they saw on Raw and SmackDown and they were excited to see what was going to happen next. That's it. Maybe with the possibility of main roster people showing up, I'm sure 300,000 people didn't tune in to see possibly see John Cena or Roman Reigns. It was just the OC. So, I mean, it, yeah, WWE and how, they promoting, how they've been promoting NXT has to do with it. But at the same time, that's what they should be doing. They have to be doing everything in their power to get people to watch their show. And I think they're doing the best thing they possibly can right now. So, you as a fan, did you think AEW or NXT was better this week? I thought NXT was the better show. AEW had a really good show overall. Again, like I said, I'm not sold on the undercard for full gear. I just think it feels really thrown together. Imagine if we had fucking Aleister Black versus Buddy Murphy mm -hmm. added to Survivor Series a week before for no fucking reason. People would be shitting all over it. But Sean Spears and Joey Janela, that's fine. That's not a big deal. What the? No double standards here. The match makes no sense. Who gives a shit? Why should I care? Right. Joey Janela's a fucking loser. He hasn't won a match <laughs> yet. Anything, anything important anyway. Yeah. Um. So there's no double standards. But I, I thought they, they sold me on the bigger matches for full <clears throat> gear. So I thought it was successful in that respect. Overall, though, the better show from start to finish, NXT. Um, they had better matches, better storytelling, better build for Survivor Series and War Games. War Games, yeah. And, yeah, so I thought overall it was just a better show. Not by a wide margin, but I do think, in my opinion, it was it was the superior show this week. And, you know, real quick, I think it was, uh, I think it's going to be telling to see how this this is going to be the first time AEW has a, a pay-per-view and then, like, the like the follow-up show to it. They, they, you know, they, they had their first go-home to, to a show, uh, to, to a pay-per-view on Wednesday, and now they're going to have their first show coming out of Full Gear to see how they recap it or what what new storylines are you going to develop from that. So I, it, right now, I'm, I'm not saying anything like that, but I think it's going to be very interesting to see where they go. Yeah, no, it's going to be interesting for both promotions how they handle the ratings that came out this week. And uh, again, it's this week, as good as the ratings are, next week will really be an indicator of how or, or you know of where we're going from here in terms of whether people are sticking around for NXT mm. or they're tuning back into AEW. And quickly, you mentioned War Games, so right now we got two matches uh, on the car. We got Undisputed Era uh, against Tommaso Ciampa, Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, and uh, TBA. Uh, don't know who that would be. Then we got Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox, Mia Yim versus Shayna Baszler. Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and TBA. So, any idea yeah. who those TBAs might be? Any guesses? For um, the women, for, for Team um, Ripley, it's Mia Yim. They added Mia Yim right. the other day mm -hmm. on NXT. Um, for Team Baszler, some people have said Dakota Kai, if she goes heel, um, after okay. being snubbed this week on NXT, after losing to Baszler, that would, I guess, make some sense. True. If not her... Maybe one of Shayna's four horsewomen. I feel like it would be weird to have one, not the other. 
Um, they they teased Tainara Conchi, who was in action on this week's NXT. Um, I that would kind of be random to me. Um, I'm not really sure who else it would be unless they bring in someone from the main roster or bring back somebody. There also is Tony Storm, but she's a baby face from NXT UK, so I'm not sure. But um, it's going to be interesting to find out in the weeks ahead. Uh, two more things, because uh, I know you, I know you got to go. Uh, Randy Orton new five year deal. Shocked about that or no? The you know sky is blue and water is wet. I was uh, <laughs> not surprised about that at all. I mean, I'm glad he's sticking with WWE. Personally, would it have been cool to see him go to AEW? Of course, you know, fresh environment, new mm. opponents, blah blah blah. Especially after everything he's teased in the last six months. But only an idiot would actually believe that he was you know truly going there. There was no real shot of that happening. He only did that to get more money, probably from WWE, mm. and just to have some fun, which is probably exactly what happened. His contract wasn't up until next summer, so I don't think there was really any any doubt that he was doing that to get more money and get more leverage from WWE, which he probably did. And that's why he re-signed recently. But, uh, yeah, that was hardly a shocker. Next week, we'll get to um, the, the the Twitter question that I asked earlier in the week about the last great Survivor Series pay-per-view, um, in, I guess, in recent recent era, recent memory. So I'll I, I get to those responses next week. Um, last one, did you see uh, the premiere backstage on FS1? Because it appeared that not many people saw it. Yeah, I did watch a portion of it. I saw the Bray Wyatt interview or whatever that was. I'm not yeah. a big fan. I saw the show a couple weeks ago. I mean, I was only really going to watch it slash cover it if it was something newsworthy. It's not newsworthy. It's fucking... I mean, I like Renee Young. Paige is fine. I like Christian. I like Booker T. But they're like, oh, it's not a WWE show. We'll use insider terms like heel and all this other stuff like... It, you're still fucking shills. It's still a shill show for the WWE. Otherwise, they wouldn't be promoting it. That's exactly what it is. Paige right. may not like Chad Gable's attire, but other than that, they're not going to shit on the shows. You think that if we get a bad episode of SmackDown, they're going to be on there saying, hey, the show sucked? Of course not. No. They're going to spin in a way where it's like, oh, whatever. I don't know. They'll, 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 they'll talk in kayfabe. So, no, I don't give a shit about the show. I was <laughs> very surprised that it bombed. I thought it wouldn't do great. I mean, FS1 doesn't bring in a lot of viewers. All the other um, backstage shows did a lot of viewers because they either, you know, they I think all of them followed episodes of SmackDown or they aired on Fox or whatever. Right. Um, this one did 49,000 viewers. I know FS1 doesn't bring in a lot of viewers anyway. A lot of those shows bring in a couple hundred thousand, mm -hmm. but 49 is bad. Bad is bad. There's no way to paint this because I said the same thing about SmackDown a couple weeks ago when it was 8,800,000 um, and people were wondering why it was so bad. It's because no one watches FS1. No one has FS1. It was available in 82 million homes. Who gives a shit? I have FS1. I didn't even know I had FS1. <laughs> I had trouble finding it. I almost gave up on trying to find fucking SmackDown a couple weeks ago. Because wow. it's not a popular network. And people were saying, oh, what a bad episode. What a bad rating of SmackDown for, for SmackDown. It's like, well, no shit, because it's on FS1 and not Fox. But people will shit all over that, but they won't poop on the fact that Backstage had a terrible rating. No, it was a terrible rating because no one tuned in. Mm -hmm. And they hyped up Gronk for it, Shawn Michaels, the new Universal Champion Bray Wyatt, and they still tanked. So I'm sure they'll wow. stick it out for a couple months maybe but if this continues i could see them pulling the plug real quick i don't give a shit about the show so i really don't care but um that was surprising to see it do as poorly as it did yeah they might have to change before they pull the plug they might have to change the time i'm not sure what kind of programming they have uh, earlier than 11 o'clock maybe they it might have to 
it might have to follow SmackDown on Fridays. That, 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 might, that might be the smartest way. You know, right from Fox, go ahead, check in F, go ahead, check out FS1 for backstage. Coming up next, boom, you bring all those people right to FS1. But to have it on a random Tuesday at 11 o'clock is like, even someone like me, I'll catch it if, if I'm just like, you know, browsing because I got NBA on, I got football on. So that, that's the that's the main priority for me. But to catch a studio show that it's not going to, you know, are you really giving me uh, breaking news or whatever the case may be? So it's not it's not a must see for me right now. Yeah, exactly. Tuesday at 11 o'clock is a terrible time. And yeah. it's on a day that already has a lot of wrestling, too. I mean, I watch the power show that airs that evening. I watch. Um, AEW Dark that evening. I watch Impact. Total Divas is even on. I think that's doing higher numbers than fucking Backstage did, like twice or three times the number. That's not good right. either. And no one's watching that show either. So, um, yeah, it's it's not good. I mean, I'll, all I'll say is that CM Punk dodged the bullet but I saw, but not signing on for that show. Maybe it was wow. a Fox decision. You know, he probably would have done it, but I guess they didn't want him for the role, and rightfully so. I love CM Punk. They probably didn't want him on there because he's not going to be out there shilling their product. If he's not going to be allowed to speak his mind on the WWE, and I'm, I'm not saying shit on it for the sake of shitting on it, mm-hmm. but he should be able to, you know, call it right down the middle. Call exactly. it like he sees it. And if it's a good show, he'll say it's a good show. I don't think he's in that mindset anymore of fuck WWE. He would be like, okay, you know, whatever. This was cool. That was cool. But if he sees a bad show he's gonna shit all over and they probably don't want that which is why they didn't hire him but you know what it's their loss because the show sucks <laughs> well on that note Graham Matthews <laughs> Bleacher Report <laughs> oh, appreciate you coming on uh, a very short show I know you, you gotta run but I thank you man uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Russell Ranch you can find me on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz the show is on iTunes SoundCloud Spotify we got t-shirts up and running at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Cruz control grandma man appreciate it thanks randy always a great time i'll talk to you next week all right man take it easy all right adios all right